With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We love horror movies from the 70s and 80s and we watch them for two days straight and then we go write a book. Now we're looking back at every title one at a time in this podcast that we put out monthly. Once we've had an episode for every movie, it's time to meet Oh yeah, the red record light is red, which means it's time for another exciting edition of the Shock Marathons podcast. I'm Matt Farley, I'm here with Tom Scalzo. Hello. And Charlie Roxburgh. Greetings. And I, I just would like to say, not maybe maybe every once in a while I regret the, the, the theme song, where I guarantee that we will do this monthly, because the end of the month kind of creeps <laughs> up on us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then it's like, oh man, gotta live up to the song though, right, guys? That's well, we've done the same thing with Mose Haven. We set these uh, goals for ourselves in our music that we we then have to do. I know, <laughs> it's good. Otherwise, we do nothing. So let's do what we we've uh, we're forcing ourselves to do and discuss Sorority House Massacre, which gets a copyright 1986 in the closing credits. Might have been released after that, but it was filmed uh, in '86 apparently, and uh, feels right. it feels right, and it feels uh, like it's right on the wrong side of uh, 1985. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the opening credits show the sorority house at dusk, and the um, and we sit through the credits. The only exciting moment is when it says sorority house, and then massacre is written in blood, and there's like like blood dots all over the screen. Very exciting. Now we see a girl in some kind of a hospital explaining what happened. It all started when she entered the sorority house. I forgot about this until just now, guys. So wait, yeah. the whole movie is a flashback, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, so screen dumb. so unnecessary. Screenwriting class 101 where they're like, here's the deal. You don't have to start with the beginning. You can start with the end. Oh, it's <laughs> Mind real bad. blown. Real bad. Be- be- we're going to get to it in a moment, so I'm going to hold back. But All right, so her name is Beth. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but she oh, she has other names. So she Beth's only her middle name or something, right? That's her middle name, yes. Oh God! But that's what she goes by. <laughs> she goes in by normal Beth. life now. Yeah, since yeah. she got adopted by her aunt. So then uh, we get a long, annoying point of view shot of wandering through the sorority house, which seems to be mostly empty. Turns out this is a dream that Beth is having, one of many, and uh, mm. dream equals bad usually in in films, and this is no exception to that rule. <laughs> this uh, this practically makes the rule. Like, if <laughs> you ever need that rule reinforced, you it's watch called this. yeah. It's called the sorority house rule of filmmaking. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we flash into reality, where the main girl is coming into the sorority house. And keep in mind, this is all a flashback that's never 
mentioned uh, until the very end of the movie, I guess. And right. even then, not not so much, I think. Barely, barely. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's not a member of the sorority house. There's no reason for her to even be there. Why is she there? And the, so the house happens, it turns out, to be the house where she, her entire family was murdered by her brother and she was spared. Right? Am, is that right? That is yeah. correct. She oh. she hid out in the basement by you know in a very small place. So the place turned into a sorority house, and now she just wanders in. Apparently, like uh, I guess that she's there to kind of test whether she wants to join the sorority. Is that the vague reason we're given? I guess, but no one no one's there. It's like a holiday. Yeah, like, it doesn't make any sense. Like oh maybe you'll like the the atmosphere of this house and you want to join. I, <laughs> They're like really desperate for, for pledges. It's real Maybe, dumb. Yeah. Why did it's yeah? It's real dumb. Um. So now, now we don't know. Half the time we like, is she the one dreaming, or is it the guy, the guy in the insane asylum who's dreaming? I don't even know. Uh, half the time, but they share one consciousness. Oh, isn't that deep? Uh, meanwhile, there's the guy is in the asylum, and he apparently is her brother. I guess. In a very Halloween-esque uh, plot, let's listen to the the orderlies at the asylum discussing uh, this guy's case. Jesus Christ! Did you see the look on that mother's face? Should we have taped them up like that? You want to listen to them all night? No. Maybe we should call Doctor Lindsay. Ah, let the lady sleep. She'll be here in the morning. <laughs> should we have taped them up like that? That's fun, huh? <laughs> yeah, that is fun. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. And just, the security, the security at this is high, this place is highly suspect, and he seems like the prime candidate for being like really locked up. And they're just like they just casually open the door and yeah, like see what he's up times. to. <laughs> yeah. So just to get this straight, this is all a flashback that Beth is telling in the hospital. But within the flashback, we get details of of you know the orderlies discussing the guy's case in the asylum and potentially we're seeing the man's dreams i would like to like i want to be in this hospital room where she's like meanwhile at the, <laughs> at the local asylum my brother was having a tough day <laughs> i'm telling you they share consciousness that's the only thing that makes sense yep everything comes along with that consciousness you get talking about like break times and who's going on vacation and it's a lot so n- now we're ha- now we're watching her dream where she's walking into the house and three girls tell her three little girls tell her to be careful i guess this dream continues where she walks inside and then three mannequins are sitting on the dining room table boring blood is dripping from the ceiling into the dining room um it seems endless and i hate watching dreams she keeps finding blood all over the house in the dream charlie what 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 do you make of this uh in this dream and in every dream there's no uh, menace, and you know that none of it is really happening. Yeah. And it's just, like, kind of artsy, st- trying to be do artsy shots, yeah. sort of. But any horror movie, there's just, it's like suspense, or you're like, oh, is this person going to get, get God, or, you know, here's what the killer's doing. It's like, no, it's just, it's just an artsy dream. It makes the dreams in the jar that much, like, great. But yeah. Have we discussed the jar on the podcast? We have, right? Yeah. yeah, that was one of the very, very yeah. first ones. Look up the jar, listeners. It's a great episode. Jar is great because the jar blends 
reality and dream you don't know what's real and it's just crazy which is great this like you know it's a dream and you're you just know, waiting you know for it to real. end yeah. yeah all right now she's awake um all the girls are getting ready lots of them are leaving for the weekend they're all borrowing each other's clothes um in the bathroom one of the girls asks beth if it asks if beth's ready for major fun beth says she could use it then we see a two-second scene in which the bad guy is somehow breaking through his chains. Did you notice how often they would cut back to the asylum and then back to the sorority house in in paint in like ridiculously short times? Ah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and he, I don't know that he necessarily has supernatural strength. Um, maybe it's sort of a Michael Myers situation, but he didn't. He didn't have a plan. He didn't have a. A, a weapon that he secreted and then was able to slice. He just pulled hard. Just, yeah. a, just a regular man pulling hard on those things, and they bro- all broke. It's like they're designed to not do that. <laughs> Let's listen to Beth um, d- discuss how her aunt died. Glenn, her aunt died, but that was weeks ago. God, Tracy, get sensitive. Her aunt raised her. It's like her mom died. Oh, well, I didn't know. Well, I've got nine o'clock. Great, we can all walk together. Forgive me, it's not Beth discussing it; it's the girls discussing it. And um, I don't know. It's I mean, it's better. I'd rather watch them talk than watch another dream sequence, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think They're if really somebody wanted, yeah, that's true. That's true. If someone wanted to watch an '80s movie with girls, like you know, they're acting very girly, and it, it does have the '80s styles. It at least covers that. So they all walk to class. Beth goes um, back to get something. And when she's in there, she sees an image of the, the bad guy in the mirror with a knife. Meanwhile, that guy's going nuts in his room back at the asylum. And then we, uh, again, a super short cut to the asylum. Um, in a movie that's incredibly short to begin with. An hour and 14 minutes. Thank God, huh, Tom? Yeah, I wouldn't have made it through. Otherwise, <laughs> my, my schedule... Would not have permitted it. Yeah, we are not. We're not <laughs> spending our time well. Like in these bus- this busy, li- these busy lives we have, we devoting an hour and fourteen minutes to watching this movie again. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing because it feels like, like parts of it pick up, but it it, it feels longer than that. Like there's some I know. that are like you know, it's like two hours long and you don't notice it, but this one is like, oh my god, I can't believe. <laughs> It seven. always looks the same. Yeah, you don't get refreshed with like a new a new look on something. And they they tried to save money by always using the same sorority house, having all the girls go on vacation. So there's just a few people, and it just yeah. kind of feels the same. And then they cut back to the asylum, and it, which is like after hours. There's two people there. It feels the same. Yeah. You know. Um, let's listen to one of the girls. They get to they get to school. They're all going to their classes, and we watch as one of them is going uh, in just in time for a pop quiz in psychology. Let's listen to this. Okay, people, books under your desks. Here we go. Compare, contrast, and comment on the differences and similarities in theory and in therapeutic practice between traditional psychoanalysis and behavior modification. Great. A pop psychology quiz. Now, is that when she says pop? Is that supposed to be a joke? Because people say pop psychology and then pop quiz, Charlie. Yes, it's supposed to be a. It's a. It's a too clever for its own good kind of joke. It's but yeah. it, it it doesn't. It other than that, it has two meanings. It has 
it's not funny, right? Correct. It's just the, <laughs> the, the screenwriter trying to show off and then kind of being, you know, too clever for his or her own good. I love classroom settings in horror movies, and uh, this this is all right. I like listening to that the professor talk, and uh, you know, it's always fun to hear what they're they're talking about in there because it's usually uh, uh, weird. Yeah. So, like, like yeah. Charlie was saying, though, like we only get a couple seconds of that. And we get a couple seconds of, like at the movie theater, and it's a, another lame joke. She's like reading Self magazine, and like the movie they're watching is about like people's preoccupation with the self. And yeah. so it's like the only like change of scenery is for lame jokes, and then we go right back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And with like these characters, I don't know other than Beth. I really don't know any of these girls one from the next. They're just so they're, none of them have much of a personality. Right, and Beth's only personality is she's d- down in the dumps. She's all such the time. a downer. I can't stand her. <laughs> Sorority is not the place for her. These girls <laughs> don't want to deal with this. So <laughs> Beth goes to class, and she is yet she has yet another violent vision, and and, and makes a noise, and everyone stares at her, and uh, that's apparently embarrassing. I like I she, so she's been attending class all this time, living at her aunt's, but now that her aunt's dead, she has to move into the sorority. Is I I assume neither we don't know the answer, but Tom, is that the, the what you gleaned? I think she needs a place to stay. I guess Ugh. so. She's thinking about joining the sorority. It just happens to be where she used to live, and her family got killed. Let's listen. I, I guess. <laughs> Let's listen to Andy tell a fascinating story to someone who I believe is named Sarah. But again, I I I don't know any of these characters. You'll like this. Some studies show that brain waves can be transmitted and received like light and sound waves. Really? The actual brain waves? Yeah, they did this really neat experiment where they took a mother cat and separated her from her kittens by hundreds of miles. Then, when they killed the kittens... They killed the kittens? The mother cat cried at the exact moment that each kitten died. She knew what was happening by brain wave. Now admit it, that's amazing. Forget amazing. It's cruel. That's really horrible, Andy. It's okay, Sarah. It is not. Talk about reptilian behavior. <laughs> Talk about reptilian behavior. Ugh. Um, yeah, I get, that's a, yet again the screenwriter trying to um, be smart. Charlie? <laughs> I don't re- I, yeah, I don't really like it, but it is kind of in the family of the diatribe on fear. You yeah. know, where you get one one college student just laying out a bunch of psychology or, or you mm-hmm. know, some kind of theory. And I just realized this is their way of explaining why Beth has a connection with her brother. Oh, the right. whole movie comes down to two side characters <laughs> passing comment about one experiment. And they mentioned in the scene before that, they mentioned the same thing about pigs. Remember the family pig? Went from Ohio to Florida to follow the, oh, the people that moved yeah. because of psychic I, connections. I so You're right. misunderstood. You're I, right. I didn't realize it was a pig. I thought they were talking about people in that that scene. That changes everything. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. But they, I mean. <laughs> but either way, yeah. That, that. Yeah, they played that for comedy, but it actually was relating the plot. This is yeah. actually brilliant screenplay. The more, <laughs> the more we analyze it. All right, now we get... Waste more time by restarting the podcast. <laughs> now we get a boring scene where the doctor speaks to the crazy guy through his brain waves. Oh, remember this scene? 
That's so they've they've connected some like printer thing to his brain somehow, and then they'll ask him a question, and and then they know his answer based on how much the brain waves um, cause the 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 paper to be written on, which is just insane. <laughs> like what is going on here? Like apparently the guy doesn't talk except he says Laura. It's like yeah. the first time he's been verbal, and so apparently is Laura uh, Beth. Is that what's going on there, Tom? Yes. Okay, Laura's Beth. So now he, uh, meanwhile, we should note this whole story is being told by Beth in the hospital. So, <laughs> again, she's like, and then back in the asylum, they hooked up uh, <laughs> wires to my brother's brain. Like this no, it is, makes it makes no sense. You, you have to forget about the flashback. I got thing. it. Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'll let it go. I'll let it go. <laughs> so then he has a vision, that that same vision as Beth. He freaks out a bit in front of the house. She freaks out in front of the house mom uh, who's leaving for the, the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, boring scene. Not even worth talking about. Um, oh, it is. It okay, is. Tell us. <laughs> when, when she leaves, she makes the offhand comment that there's a spare key in the basement. Oh, uh, yeah. Which turns uh, out to be, yeah, who does that? <laughs> It's like she doesn't even tell her where it is. Like in the basement somewhere, you'll find a key if you need it. <laughs> it's the so most dark, weird. cluttered place to put a key, and possibly even locked. <laughs> and and what's going on? The the door, like people lock themselves in in this sorority. Is that what's going on? The front door, you can't just get out. Who who knows? Yeah, you have to you have, you have to use a key to get out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad setup. I mean, fire. You would think that fire code would would not permit that. Well, that's why they have a fire ladder. Ah, uh, you know they thought of everything. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's listen to the few girls who will be there for the weekend talking about all the fun that they can have. Didn't expect you. Obviously not. Oh, sorry. This is um, wrong wrong moment. Uh, this is totally worth it though. Hang in there, folks. Let's listen to the few girls who will be there talk about the fun they're going to have. All right, the whole place to ourselves. Let's eat Melanie's ice cream. God, do you know what I've always wanted to do? I mean, like, if time stopped for everyone except me, try on Cindy's clothes. (gasps) Yes! Come on, Beth. This is once in a lifetime. All right, that's good. That's a memorable moment. We yeah, that's <laughs> good. This girl's dream big. <laughs> so that, that's fun. Now we get a scene where they're trying on all the clothes. Lots of cuts to the outfits being thrown in the air. And did you notice that the the shots match up with the drum? Anytime the drum solo is happening, they're a drum fill. Like that, they cut to clothing to match the drum beat. Huh, Charlie? MTV uh, was nice. king. Was king right around then. So yeah. yeah. So that's a fun um, trying on clothes scene. That's a good time. Uh, Then we get to check back in in the loony bin for a few seconds where um, the crazy guy attacks one of the orderlies and then heads out. Mm -hmm. So that's thrilling. And then um, Beth tells the girls about the dreams that continue to torment her all day as they eat ice cream. Let's listen to the girls expressing their opinion of what Beth might be going through. The girls really... um, they take on Beth's case. In a, in a way, I would be kind of keeping my distance from Beth, but the girls are totally into it. Let's listen. I know, it's really scary. Okay, the first thing to realize is it is just a dream. There's nothing to be afraid of. 
Dreams are only your subconscious's way of talking to you. Uh, Beth, if your subconscious asks for me, I'm not here, okay? <laughs> you know, I have a book that explains dream symbols. I'll get it and we'll crack this baby. I, I like these moments. These are, are, are fun 80s horror uh, escapades that I, I, I could... I don't like the fact that it's about dreams. That's the only thing, though. Charlie. Yeah. And, um, you know, right around this time, I think that the killer has gone to the hardware store. Okay. To, yeah. To, to, to get a, we- a weapon. And um, he smashes that case. Yeah. Remember? That's coming like, up. Case. Yeah. That's coming up next. That's the next scene. Yeah. That's next. Okay. So another thing I don't totally like um, or have a handle on is were they stealing from Halloween just because it works or. Is this movie trying to be a little bit smart for its own good and make like a comment on Halloween sometimes? It really is just stealing from it quite a lot. Yeah. And in in ways that are pointless and draw attention to themselves. Like he could have gotten the knife just from from a house or yeah. something like that. And I don't know why they keep going out of their way to make all these things match up exactly with Halloween with elements yeah. that aren't going to make it more money or make it more sellable, like exact scene in a hardware store, you know, <laughs> going to a hardware store or stealing a station wagon. Why didn't he just get like a, a, a regular sedan or something? You know, you, they had to pick some car to film with. Yeah. Well, station... take a bus. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just annoying. And, and I didn't like it. And worse. It's just like Halloween, except worse. Yeah. yeah, like no suspense or whatever. Although I liked it when he stabbed the the poor guy in the stomach, the hardware store guy. He's like, "Hey, what's going on here?" <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was no nonsense. That was that was okay. Let's listen to a little more because we haven't gotten enough. <laughs> a little more dream analysis from the girls. Okay. Dolls frequently represents childhood. Well, that was easy. Dolls equal childhood. For this, you need your book. Wait, Beth said they seemed alive. Living dolls, that's us, right? Hey, I would appreciate it if you people would stop trampling all over my major. Dream imagery is a really personal thing. You can't figure it out with books like that. Now, the fancy table setup. I bet that's the party. (laughs) I'll go for that. This says it's family or social situations. But that can't be right. I'm not terrified of planning a party. What does a guy with a knife mean? It means you're weird, girl. Look, the guy probably represents the opposite sex. There's nothing specific you recognize about him, right? Right. And the knife's obviously fear. Which would tie in with the bloody catcher's mitt. Fright associated with a male object. (coughs) Male object is right. The knife is a phallic symbol. Uh-oh, Beth. Spilled your innermost beans here. Scared of sex? All right. So um, that's a lot. That is a lot of uh, dream analysis, huh, Tom? Yeah, and the best is, you know, the, the, the girl who's taking... She's a psychology major. She's like, you know, you guys, we can't learn anything from this book. Like, and then you think she's gonna go into like her own analysis, and she just doesn't. They just keep reading the book, <laughs> and it seems like those would be the books from her major. Like, <laughs> it's like a textbook. Yeah, and also I just don't buy that. Um, this is what they how they deal with Beth. Like, 
I feel like they would just be like, oh, let's stay away from her. <laughs> stay away yeah, from her. It's their party weekend. Yeah, and they're stuck analyzing this annoying girl's uh, dream the whole they, time. They could be eating more ice cream. Who, whose ice cream was it? Someone's ice cream. Me- After Melanie's. trying on Cindy's Melanie's. clothes, go get Melanie's ice cream. You know, eat like a dollar twenty nine worth of of the carton. The, just live it up. The only names I remember are the, the people off camera, <laughs> uh, the people Melanie's clothes and uh, yeah, Tom. There's one. Uh, I you know I don't remember the, their names either, but the one girl uh, who ends up going out into the the uh, teepee, she's kind of like, all right, I, I've had enough of this thing, like. This is bringing me down. Let's go have fun. And you, you think like like the whole they, there's a lot of buildup with like this TP and like whatever is going on in the backyard. And like that could have been like Charlie was saying, it could have been like a change of scenery. Like they could have like had like some sort of party thing going on back there and like switched between the two groups or something. But they like sort of like have established it and then it's like nothing, and then they they go back inside. Yeah, yeah, they 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 waste it, and yeah, uh, which they don't waste a lot of dialogue. We we're learning right now, you know, that they they do set up a lot of stuff, so they kind of knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, then the bad guy like uh, steals a car from a woman. Uh, she chases after it, but she can't stop him. That's uh, slightly exciting, Tom. Sorry, in the credits, gas station woman is credited as Hammer. <laughs> So, oh wow! Let's had, hear had it for to throw that in there. Wow. <laughs> I wonder if she's still working. Hammer. <laughs> yeah, get her agent. Oh wow! So now we are led to believe that we're watching this guy arrive at the house in the car, but it's it's a bunch of guys. It's it's frat guys who want to party with the ladies, which. You know, I I don't like it when a movie does that. You know, it it does a point of view shot and it's clearly trying to make you think that it's the killer and then oh, surprise, it's just the party guys. Uh, Charlie, you agree? Um, I don't really love it, but I think you dislike it more than I do. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> so they try setting up the teepee. One couple goes in to hold it steady and then they start kissing and they they fall over in a in a, a very contrived uh, scene, if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. Tom. But we must, <laughs> I don't, we must not forget that the uh, the the jock guy that had his jersey on. Are you going to talk about that? No. I, well, you tell us anyway. That that he 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 is supposed to be, you know be there uh, you know with his girl, but he decides to go rafting. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a that's a theme. <laughs> yeah, the poor. She's so annoyed. She's like, yeah. don't you want to spend the weekend with me? She's like, nah, nah, babe, <laughs> going rafting. <laughs> that was good. If if he had if he had, if he had not been specific enough to say rafting, I would have I would have hated it. If he was just like, yeah. I gotta go. But yeah. um, add that in, a whole other world opens as in your mind as the viewer. You think, oh, where's he going? And he's gonna be on the river. It's so specific. It works. Yeah. All right. It's great. So now the fuse box has gone out. The girls accuse the boys of playing with it. Um, do we ever learn for sure? Uh, who, who, we don't know who did it, right? Uh, I guess, I guess we assume the bad guy did it, but is he even on the premises at that point? I don't know. Tom is saying no. I don't think so. Yeah. So I who, don't think he was there yet. Who knows? But, um, let's listen to them around the fire. Talk about the history of this house. Wait a minute. Are you saying this is a haunted house? Well, think about it. I mean, what? makes a house haunted. It's 
what a bad thing happened. And you can't do much worse than this guy did. I read somewhere that ghosts are just people's psychic energy that stays in a place. Uh-oh. Somewhere someone's killing kittens. I can feel it! Andy! Oh, Andy, you're so funny. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we get to cut to a car driving, and then we get back to the story. <laughs> oh, did, there's a part right around here where one of the girls uh, doesn't like all this this talk around the scary talk around the fire, and she says, "Come on, let's catch some tube," <laughs> which is a, which is a saying that has not stood the test of time, and it may have never actually been in the any test of any time. I'm bringing even, it back. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> no, no one has ever said that. Let's catch some tube. So we get more backstory about how the guy killed his parents in this very room. The story's given Beth some vivid thoughts, as uh, unsurprisingly. She goes upstairs because she's spooked. Um, the rest of the story is that the guy killed his whole family here 13 or 14 years ago. Um, Tom. I just got to say, like when they were talking about this weekend, and they were trying to build Beth's excitement up. They said this is going to be a weekend of fun, right? Yeah, and it was, yes. it's like sitting around the fire telling ghost stories and then watching TV. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not going to help her. <laughs> well, I think maybe Beth is a reason why it's not, it's not torpedoing into the level of fun they hoped for. She's really bringing it down. So she's got a guy who's kind of set up to be with her, and uh, she apologizes to him for being no fun. Then she goes into her room for the night. The rest of the group's around the TV. The TV works, by the way, but the lights don't. Just want to note that, okay? Note it. Good point. What are they watching? Are they actually watching Halloween? It It might be. be. Yeah, I, I suspected it was, but it's a very quick cut. Yeah, I thought it was Halloween, Tom. Yeah, it's it kind of sounded like it, but it was hard to tell. So Beth has another vision of someone stabbing at her. She screams, and everyone comes up to help her. And naturally, the next thing that's going to happen is they're all going to discuss her dream. <laughs> it's very boring, and I'm going to play it for you. But first, Charlie, what do you have to say? <laughs> okay, I, I need to ask you guys this. Did you notice a few times when it seemed like Beth's lines were dubbed? I did not notice. Okay, I, I, I okay, I don't know, but for me, uh, there were three or four times where I could have sworn that everyone else was normal, recorded on the day dialogue, but her mouth like wasn't moving right, or stuff didn't have the same uh, recorded quality to it, hmm. and it, it was making me wonder why the heck, what, what happened to make that go down? I, I don't know, but it added a level of weirdness for me. Um, but I have no facts. You listen on headphones, though, right? Yeah. That that might possible. Maybe, yeah. Possible. We, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to the whole movie again. <laughs> Let's listen to them discuss their dream. Dream? The same dream? I mean, more of the same dream. Uh, Beth, do you always have nightmares like this? Cause one thing about being a sorority is, you know, other people have to sleep. I don't get it. I've never had bad dreams. Something really awful must be going on inside my head. Maybe it's being in all these strange rooms. You should stay with Sarah and me tonight. 
thanks. But I don't feel much like sleep right now. I totally, and through my headphones right now, I could hear a difference in the uh, audio, by the way, Charlie. Sounds like some dubbing was going on. It's really her, for only her, too. And it seemed like she was such a soft talker. It, that was my inkling. that Something was up with that actress's dialogue. I hate the character, though. It's just like, oh, oh. Beth, you're bringing everybody down. Wh- who do we... Wh- we want to cheer on a, a happy girl next door who's dealing with, with you know, like the, the daughter and the stepfather, you know? She's great. You can, you, can, you can root for her. But Beth, it's just like, oh, Beth, everyone in this house is going to be killed because of you. And <laughs> I like everyone else more than you, and I don't even like them. <laughs> yeah. You go to the video store in, like, 1988... To pick out something that you're going to watch for a sleepover and it's going to be, you know, you like you said, you can root for. It's kind of zany. It's like it has people that you maybe aspire to or enjoy spending time with. Yeah. They don't give you any of that. They just give you dream analysis. So much dream analysis. Oh. Nobody likes it. It's Nobody just likes like, it. It's kind of like Friday the 13th Part 2, right? Is that the one they do this kind of? Like they're similar characters, but... It, that's obviously way better. But. Yeah, but the, yeah, I guess at the end, the the, the the girl uses her knowledge of psychology to yeah. confuse Jason, right? We, yeah, we could it's write kind of similar. It's kind of but similar. That, yeah, but that's the uh, that that's the Citizen Kane versus the, 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 <laughs> those those two mo- movies. Yeah, oh, a million times more fun. Yeah. So um, we get to check in with the doctor. She arrives home. But, like, they kind of make a big deal over the fact that she hasn't checked her messages yet. Like, ooh, she's walked into her house. And the answering machine is just sitting there waiting for her to press play. Will she listen? (laughs) Charlie. That that is the most amazing thing. The the tension and the suspense they're trying to get out of the answering machine. But there's another scene when they call her where an actual scene occurs in the film where an orderly and a policeman (laughs) don't don't get through and then they <laughs> then they discuss that they had to leave a message and yeah. that's the scene in the movie of course as a flashback too <laughs> if you think of it in those terms but that policeman does like nothing he almost does nothing <laughs> does he even and leave his desk he says he says don't your doctors have pagers and the guy's like are you kidding me and like, like they just like dismiss the concept what does that mean that means it's they're too expensive for these kind of doctors who knows who knows i would say too expensive because this asylum does they don't spend a lot of money but they have a brainwave reading machine. That must have <laughs> cost a pretty penny. That broke the budget, and then they had nothing okay, left. For, yeah. yeah, but they didn't it, have doors that lock. They're like, yeah, will she get the message? Is the big question, and it it's inconsequential too. Whether she gets the message does not affect anything else going on in the movie. Um, I can imagine Beth at the hospital saying, and then. <laughs> the, the doctor came home. But she didn't Was press there a play. Message or not? <laughs> the the woman listening to her story at the hospital must be so bored. <laughs> and then they analyzed my dream a bit more. Uh, Stacy said this, and then Jane said this. Okay, one of the girls goes out to check the fuse box. I think Craig comes up from behind her and gets knee in the groin. He wants to spend the night in the teepee. She says, okay. Okay. And I'm yawning now. Sorry. Um, let's listen to them gather. 
I'm sorry for all these clips. <laughs> Let's listen to them gather around to listen to Beth's dream. <laughs> oh. There's no way they're going to welcome her into the sorority. Or there shouldn't be. Like they should be like, all right, like they should be making like little symbols, like signals to each other, like, let's vote this girl out of the sorority. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear the clip. Dream means something serious. What happened this time? He killed somebody else. What? It's so strange. In my dream, I'm in this house. Except everything's different. And there's that guy. Only this time I felt like I knew him, so I wasn't afraid. And then he started killing someone. And all of a sudden, I knew I was next. Oh, God. I'm awake now. I know I'm awake, but I still feel like he's coming for me. Oh, Beth, nobody cares. No one should care. That's the thing, but they all do. Oh, they all care. They're all totally into it, Tom. Yeah, I know. It makes no sense. She would be just shunned when everyone else goes to the party. Like, okay, you know, yeah, you know do what like, you want to do. We're yeah. going to go. Good luck with your uh, whatever's going on there, Beth. We're out of here. Okay, so she claims that she has a vision of the killer hiding the knife in the fireplace. So they decide to look for it, and it's there, just like she said... Andy picks it up, but it's so hot that he tosses it, and it lands dramatically on the table. And they don't make that big a deal over this uh, revelation, Charlie, which should be kind of a big deal, right? It's complete proof that a killer is coming to get them. And that her vision is correct. Like <laughs> Everything like, is true. Everything she said is completely true, and a killer is coming to get them in a few minutes. <laughs> and they're just like they're as they're they're no more or less interested in that than they were in Beth's boring dreams. So, real interesting. Tom. But that that scene does does bolster my psychic connection theory because at the time he was hiding that, we must assume she was still hiding in the basement crawl space thing, so she probably wouldn't have seen that. So she's she's seeing that as he saw it. Yeah. Back then, it's not her even flashback. her. Yeah, it's not even her remembering it from her childhood yeah. experience. She's remembering it through his brain, Charlie. Right. And apparently, the psychic connection doesn't kick back in until she re-enters the house where the thing happened. Right. Be- because at the beginning, she says it all started when I entered the house. Because if they had psychic connection when she was ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, all these dreams would have been happening. What it's not the- it's not like an Allison's birthday situation where you reach, you know, a certain birthday or a, you know, some kind of ceremony happens. Yeah. Right. It's it's just if the house your family was murdered in happens to be the house that you are are spending the weekend pledging a sorority at <laughs> and then you go in. Oh, very unfortunate. Great that news. That is contrived. Great news everybody. Everyone was wondering, would the doctor hear the message? Would it happen? <laughs> well, great news, we cut back. And now she's listening to the message. Oh, that's so exciting. The doctor gives all the info. Uh, so the doctor calls um, the hospital and gives all the info to the orderly. We learn that there was one survivor, a little girl who's lived with her aunt. That must be Beth. Meanwhile, back in the house, one of the girls suggests that Beth be hypnotized. <laughs> 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 Beth is all for it. Beth loves being the center of attention, by the way, uh, I should say. (laughs) 
so, um, some of the kids aren't taking it seriously. One of them pulls out um, like a watch and, and, and shakes it back and forth, and they're like, that's not how hypnotism works. So that's fun. Uh, Andy's got to leave early. He says goodbye to his girlfriend and then is stabbed right outside the house. Andy, Andy's the one who told the, the story of the dead um, puppies or kittens, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. so he's gone now. He was our comic relief. Now uh, the girls are hypnotizing Beth. She sees visions of her brother Bobby hurting her. Is it Bobby? Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. This is insufferable, I should add. Charlie. <laughs> she already had complete psychic connection and recall to events. Why do they got to hit why do they have to <laughs> hypnotize her? She already she doesn't even need to remember it. She's living and breathing it like on a daily basis now. That's right. Uh, all the hypnosis does is is exactly what's been happening anyway. <laughs> it makes it worse. <laughs> but it doesn't quite go into good. She has more trouble coming out of it, but she finally does and immediately asks, am I crazy? And uh, anyone watching the movie is like, yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> why didn't I rent ghoulies or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we're the crazy ones who are watching this. Another girl suggests that Beth had a past life experience, but the hypnotist uh, is, is says, sorry, Sarah. I don't believe in that stuff. Hypnosis, on the other hand, completely acceptable. <laughs> All right, so now a girl and a guy, and I don't know their names, I'm sorry, but they, they go into the TP to get intimate, um, and the guy or the girl is stabbed through the TP, I think. Uh, the people inside can't hear it because they're watching a horror right. movie, and they think the screaming is from the movie. What a shame. Um, so the the guy's still alive. He's been hurt to some degree, but he's he's running naked through the house to warn the others. He tries to call the police, but the lines are dead. Luckily, though, Cindy has a phone in her room, so they go to Cindy's room, but guess what? Just as they're dialing, the killer knows somehow which line to cut to, to stop that one. Um, I guess it's the same setup as when he lived there, huh, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. He's like, oh, I forgot about that private line. Yes. Yeah, I better go take care of that. <laughs> exactly. Because Cindy's the fancy one, so that's why she would have her own private line. But, of yeah. course, he would have no way to know that. He would have no way. Uh, like, so, like, he cut the, fir- the he cut the main phone, went to the TP, stabbed um, the girl, and then was like, oh, quick, I got to go back <laughs> to the private line. All right, so now the killer comes in. The girls and one guy are barricaded in a room. And that's when we learn that they have uh, they have the fire ladder. <laughs> so, what am I thinking? We have a fire ladder. <laughs> Remember? It's meant to be revelatory to the audience. Like like we're we're with them as they're brainstorming, and we we're on our on the seat's edge and stuff. And um, it does not come across. I like almost that. wish that they had said, "Like, remember the the fire code insisted uh, when we t- when they when the fire department learned that we lock everybody in with a key that's yeah. hidden in the basement." They said we needed these. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have liked it because you know that girl, that gr- uh, the dark haired girl. I don't know what her name is, but maybe it's Sarah. Actually, at one point she has a whistle around her neck, and she says, "Oh, my mom made me wear this whistle because right. of the muggings." And then later she has a can of mace, and she's like, "Oh, my mom made me." carry this because of the incidents on campus. I was just hoping she would say, oh, my mom insisted I have a fire ladder. (laughs) She didn't. That would have been so much better. (laughs) So now I guess it's that same girl. She's like, oh, but he's gone. We can just go out the front. 
But then another girl puts her ear to the wall and says, no, no, he's still there. I can hear him breathing. <laughs> Just ri- uh. ridiculous. So ridiculous. So they, they drop the fire ladder out the window. The the guy, the naked guy, who's put on pants, I, I think, at this point. Thank goodness. Yes. Um, he goes down the ladder. The girls start following, but... um. But the guy's stabbed by the, the evil man at the bottom of the ladder. Now the bad guy's climbing up the ladder, and the girl is going back up the ladder trying to avoid him. She gets maybe cut up a little bit. He's grabbing at her ankles, but, but um, she, gets, she gets back in. And they toss the ladder down. Um, but it's too late. The killer's hanging on the windowsill, right, Charlie? Oh, good. Uh, yeah, I just, I just wanted to... To talk about the windowsill, so I was hoping that you would get to that. Yes, um, it, it is very humbling to a killer, uh, this <laughs> I- infamous mass murder killer, to have these sorority girls slamming his fingers in the window, <laughs> and he's kind of like, "Ow!" I think too, and then he just that that defeats him for for the moment at least, that he's falling backwards. But it's pretty funny. It it becomes like a Wiley e. Coyote cartoon or. Yeah, they're all, yeah, they're all taking or they turns hitting his hand gun yeah. or something. You yeah. know that that would happen. It's like something that happens to Drebin when he's hanging on the side of the building, yeah. uh, in Naked Gun. It's fu- it's funny, but it's not meant to be in this he, case. He's dead, right? One of the masks, uh, and uh, I guess they determine he is because they run downstairs and and open the front door. And when they do that, Andy, the guy who died a while ago, he falls into the house. He was just, yeah. he got himself there, but then died while waiting at the door, or who knows, who cares. So now they go back up to the barricaded room. Beth has some visions. Then the killer comes falling through the window somehow. <laughs> so what did he do? He climbed up a tree and then dove into the window? Is that what we have to guess, Tom? It doesn't make any sense. There's no way he could have been up there. <laughs> Beth, no- <laughs> Beth notes that this is the same guy from her dream. Uh, they get outside, but he has them trapped in the backyard now. Um, he calls one of them Janet, the one in the middle. He says, like, you're Janet. And and she slips on a body, and, and so the killer kills her. I, I'll give the credit to the movie for, for not worrying about killing off people. They just they went for it, right, Charlie? Yes, they did. And I take away credit for letting people <laughs> go into places that seem like they would have a way out and saying there's none. There's <laughs> nothing we could out, do. They're outside. I mean, maybe there's a, there's a fence around there or something, but they're they're in a big yard and the killer's coming towards them and they're like, we're trapped. It just feels like, no, you're not in a little room. I mean, you could at least try to run past him or or climb the wall or do something. It was not a, a prison cell. So yeah. now they the two there's only two girls left. They go they get back in the house somehow, but then they can't get out because of the whole front door situation. It's the complete opposite of what you want students to be in. Like <laughs> everything is about having ease of of safety and fire codes. This is like let's let's just lock everything. Anyone can get in the house, but getting out you need a key. That's how it seems to work there. So they go down to the basement. They hear some police sirens coming and going. Beth explains that she used to live there, and he tried to kill her when she was young. She just figured this out somehow. Now we get to check in with a doctor speaking with a detective. She suggests that the killer could be at the house. This is the detective that we mentioned before who I don't think yeah. leaves his desk. He's, but. he's really not earning his uh, <laughs> salary. Not at all. <laughs> he, doesn't, he didn't do one thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so the girls in the basement grab shovels and, um, the girl who's not Beth says, I wouldn't mind giving that creep a whack with, with this, you know, like 
almost like she wants to get back at someone who played a prank on her, you know? Like, <laughs> she, yeah. she's yeah. not talking about the man who just murdered, uh, you know, eight of her friends. <laughs> so, so then the killer's there and somehow and they run upstairs and hold the basement door closed he starts stabbing through the door Beth uses her psychic connection with him to wait until <laughs> just the right moment to tell the, tell the other girl oh. when, when they can can run from the door which is, is what a great moment huh, uh, you know how much time that bought them that bought them perhaps <laughs> less than 10 seconds <laughs> like it, and, it, and it was meant to be like the linchpin genius idea of the movie that here's how you outsmart the killer you use his evil brainwaves against him it's like he was mildly inconvenienced by slightly pulling against the knife to remove it from the door that oh they, they thought they were clever there much less than 10 seconds yeah four seconds it bought her all right, now the killer's on the main floor with the girls. He's after Beth. The other girl is hitting him with a shovel, and it's having no effect, which is fun. Um, he gets Beth against the wall. Then it cuts to another dream. Uh, I don't even know what's going on there. But just before he can stab her, uh, Linda hits him in the head with the shovel. And a few whacks later, they once again decide he's dead. You saved my life, says Beth. Let's get out of here, says Linda. But turns out the guy's not dead, and he stabs poor Linda. So Beth, annoying Beth, has caused everyone in the house to die now. And uh, what a shame. So Linda's dead. Beth's crawling on the floor as the guy's grabbing at her ankles. He's trying to get the knife. She's trying to get the knife. She gets it, stabs him right through the neck, and now he's dead. Police arrive on the scene, and now we're back in the hospital. I've, I've totally forgotten that this is bookended, you know, with the hospital stuff. Uh, it turns out her scars are healing, but she's still having those those dreams. She nods off and dreams that the guy's in the room with her, and then wakes up and um and I guess the lady that's next to her is the lady she was talking to at the beginning. Is that right, Tom? I, I don't think we see the person at the beginning, or I don't remember. Yeah, I blocked it, it out. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like <laughs> seeing seeing the hospital just makes me wish I were watching Creature from Black Lake. Yeah, oh, what yeah. a much better hospital moment, Pahu and oh, Reeves. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. The opening scene, it's just Beth sitting there in the hospital talking to... Let's listen to it real quick. What? Yeah. What happened? No, we do see it. It is that blonde lady from uh, who's there at the end, too. Who? Um, oh, okay. So who knows who she is? Or or uh, or who cares? All right, uh, this movie's real bad, real bad. It's got a few lines that are uh, uh, barely a little bit not horrible. Is about uh, the best we have for it, and I I like that it's you know I like making fun of it for being uh, told in in a flashback that there's no way she can know these details. But um, th- I mean that's the only um, redeeming v- value I could get for it. Tom, your review? Yeah, it's 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 actually been. A lot more fun analyzing it than watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's all right. It's it's pretty slow. It's just trying to be like Halloween, but without really too much life to it. No, li- I mean Halloween does not involve m- much psychology talk, even though Pleasance plays uh, a psychiatrist. Uh, I mean, right. no one wants to watch this, right, Charlie? 
It's like the difference between those Star Wars prequels and the real Star Wars. Yeah. Where when no you watch fun. those prequels, there are two aliens talking about trade tariffs <laughs> and uh, some politics. And you watch the real Star Wars, and it's like a cool lightsaber duel and then adventure yeah. and uh, good, right. charming moments. The details make things bad. The Phantom Menace is to Star Wars what Sorority House Massacre is to Halloween. <laughs> Yeah, that should be in the SATs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you could but, get enough power to slip that in there, that would be great. It would be a long con. You'd have to get on the board and totally a life, worth it. life's work. Yeah. So that yeah that that would be really nice. Um, in in it's you know, filmed in '86, released you know '87 or '88, perhaps. I don't know if either one of you know, but um. And and it shows it shows it's got got a little more gloss and it's got um a lot less fun and a lot more just you know it it feels phoned in it's not a labor of love it's just uh let let's throw together a movie without any heart that's uh, that's 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 what's bad about bad late eighties some late eighties are good don't get us wrong but there's a lot more of these uh, Charlie it's not a regional horror movie. No, and, it's uh, L.A. It's because LA. it's it's so it's so L.A. And um, you know, when you have some of the regional stuff like uh, like Rana or you know something like that, you're gonna get a lot of a lot of wackiness, a lot of local color. Here, you kind of get more of uh, people just doing it for their job. It's not as much of a friends and family and like yeah. um, mm-hmm. getting a sense of a, a place that feels real. It feels like they just had some big old house that no one was using. It was like a derelict house. And they're like, we'll rent that for fifty bucks for the weekend. Yeah. Hire some actresses for the lowest you can do, and then just like bang out a story. Where, you know, some of the regional guys, you know, they really wanted to make a movie and uh, put their family members in there, and you know, has a lot of heart. Here, here. Yeah. Um, uh, any um, uh, shocked memories now? Shocked memories. Uh, all I rem- I remember. You, you guys remember I made a CD of of great quotes from the movies, and I. Some of those quotes are on there, especially the "Let's eat Melanie's ice cream." So uh, that 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 that's something that I remembered. And otherwise, what I remembered was uh, long, boring discussions of dreams, and um, it lived up to my memories. Tom. Yeah, there, in reading back through the books, yeah, there's some some good quotes that we we pulled out, and he, I started thinking, oh, maybe it's more fun than than right, I remembered, because yeah. there are some fun quotes if you take them out of context and. Right play them in these little clips like this but as a whole yeah it's pretty slow there's so many dreams sequence like even like they talk about dreams you get to see dreams there's like slow motion of people like walking down the street it's just it just drags on you charlie yeah the the whole movie could have gone up a letter grade or a star easily with a better lead yeah actress and the character you needed to root for her. She just needed to be like a little vulnerable, but trying. And and you'd be like, she's keeping her chin up. And she smiled like a couple times in the movie. You know, right. like like Laurie Strode, like, oh, she wants to go out on this date. She reveals who, who the boy she really likes. Makes her infinitely more human in, in, in five seconds than this right. movie has humanity for this main girl in an entire feature film. Um, one of my biggest surprises is we didn't nominate it for worst movie in wow. uh, 
Shock June. What do you, do you know which ones beat it out? And yes, and and it. well, here's the no, and the nominees are. It was a uh, we had five nominees: Movie House Massacre, okay, Funeral Home, oh, wow. Rituals, Rituals, which, what? Which is which? This uh, is which, crazy. which is much better. Uh, Alone in the Dark, and uh, Mother's Day, and the winner was Mother's Day. Well, all of those movies are better than Sorority House Massacre. Well, Perhaps the movie, movie Mother's House, Day is more offensive. Mother's Day is very unpleasant. Movie it's, House Massacre, I recall being really rough to get through, but I barely remember that movie at all. That's funny. It, but Rituals? Yeah, just rituals, for the tagline, oh. it, it, it shouldn't should have been nominated. <laughs> movie House Massacre is weird enough to be to be grant, granted more of a pass. This one is too... This yeah. one's so polished, this uh, Sorority House. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's very written. Yeah, My you, have to, you have to measure things against their own possible yes, achievement level, right. and th- yes. this one should have been better. Yes, very good point. And like Beth, I just hated Beth because like, like there's a moment where you're like Beth, it's always got to be all about you, doesn't it? You know, anytime <laughs> anyone seems to be, um, you know, getting the center of attention, oh, Beth's having another episode. We got to all analyze Beth's <laughs> stupid dream. You know, <laughs> I hate it. So um so there you have it and I I believe this is somehow considered part of the Slumber Party Massacre trilogy. Have you guys heard this? Well, it's part of the universe because I think I can't remember. I've seen them all, but I think in Sorority House Massacre 2 which is is really good, but it's Jim Wynorski, I think. Mm-hmm. Um so it's a whole different vibe, but I I think there's some references in that one to the Slumber Party Massacre. Yeah. And you you wrote in the book that it picks up right after the events. Yeah. So it's There is, yeah. There's some connections. I can it's been a while, but How about that? Part, That's interesting. Yeah. Well, the Slumber Party series has a lot more fun going on than uh than this this movie for sure, but uh Yeah. That that's interesting. Well, I guess we covered it. You guys feel good? Yeah, just one little tidbit. I was just looking it up, and one of the the girl who plays Tracy, which I don't remember which one Tracy is, but <laughs> she was also in uh, Zero Boys. Ah, so that's interesting. Nice, oh, wow. Just nice, nice little touch. Check that yeah. out. Yeah, check that out. Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> yeah, she deserves a, an original illustration to honor her. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back next month with another exciting installment for Tom and Charlie. This is Farley saying good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.